For many years now, the principle of the wine moves my heart and I'm looking forward to you guys to discover those kinds of principles. And some weeks ago we started the, the parable of the wine and uh, as a pastor we have a preaching team, we're sitting together and then we're dreaming about the series, we're planning and we have smart ideas and all those when you're starting a series, when you're looking back, a series turns always different than we prepared. And this series turned around into, seems like a vision series about what's going on, what is on the heart of God and I'm really amazed how the, the series about the wine has a deep, deep meaning for us as a church. The topic is today, time for others. I want to start right in the beginning with a Bible verse in John chapter 15, verse 4, a very famous Bible verse, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the wine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Five times Jesus is saying, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me. Why remain in Christ? If we remain in Christ, we will bear fruit, and the fruit gives always Father God an amazing glory. Uh, in, in the wine vineyard goes to four seasons. The spring season is like a fast-growing season. It's just flourishing, blooming all over. Summer, it's a slow-grow season, hot. Uh, just stay in the season. Fall, it's harvest season. That's, that's the coolest season ever. Fall, you just can reap what you have sown. Winter, it's tough and boring. Because in the winter season, you cut everything away and the branches look really skinny and tiny. And about two and a half years ago, we moved from another building here to this Mark Hall. And for us, it was like God is cutting away three things in the church. God has cut the community, ministry, and into celebrations. Like three very simple ministries. And everything around, we had to cut away just to survive. And when you cut things away, it seems for you maybe very logical, cutting, you must cut things away. But this is the picture how it looks when you're cutting things away. You start to bleed. It hurts. I remember when we cut away the food and fellowship in the international community. Because food and fellowship, we had the African lounge, Asia lounge, uh, America lounge. And people came just to eat and this church, and we grew so rapidly. When we moved here, we had to cut away because there's no kitchen. And I remember we started bleeding because the food and fellowship was one of the most important key for us as an international community. And God spoke to me in that season, said, Pastor Leo, you have to cut things away if you want to survive. Now, I know, of course, in 14 weeks, we're moving to a new building. We have a kitchen. We have opportunities. And we are now between winter into spring. We're like in transition. We're moving into a new spring season. And I want to teach you about the spring season. About three or four years, I was in Asia. I preached there in some summer church. And, and for the very first time, I heard about a structure about a principle of the seven mountains. Seven mountains is like a vision, a strategy. You say to yourself, 
these are the areas of government, media, business, family, education, religion, arts, and entertainment. And all the churches have said, in these seven mountains, people are living. And we don't want to be just a church where we say to people, come to the celebration and see what God is doing. We want to be a go and tell community where people are sent out after church celebration. They're going to education. They're going to business and they bring the glory of God and the marketplace to the sport, to the university, to the um, education all over. And I heard that for the very first time. I said, oh, it sounds logical. It sounds cool. Oh, I'm not sure if this fits to Switzerland because we are so different. We have more than seven mountains. We are, have only mountains. I came back. You have, have you ever had a, a moment in your life where God spoke to you, but it looks really not clear, like foggy, and I knew something God wants to do with the seven mountains, but I had no clue. Now I want to I make the picture clear. Last, this year, we have invited Bill Hybels for the ICF conference. He said, Pastor Leo, I'm on a, on a preaching trip and I can make a stopover in Zurich and then I want to fly home to Chicago. I won't preach. I want to, I want, I want to give only an interview. Is this okay for you? I said to myself, what's wrong with this guy? Only an interview. Come preach. Said, no, only interview. The last stop. And then when he moved to the, he came to the Hallenstadion in the backstage, he took a piece of paper and said, Pastor Leo, I have a word from God for you. Are you ready to receive the word? He said, come, bring it on, bring the word. And he started to draw me an amazing um, strategy. And it's actually, um, exactly the same thing like the seven mountains. He said, yeah, Bill, please preach it. This is prophetic. And he preached about the seven mountains in a different picture, but the same meaning. And here is what he preached to us in the Hallenstadion by the ICF conference this year. What if we said that it's the role of the church Was, wenn die Aufgabe der Gemeinde wäre, to send some fantastic people to serve in government? Fantastische Leute in die Regierung hinauszusenden. To actually challenge some of the people in the church to use their gifts and talents in local, state, and federal government positions. Dass wir die Leute in der Gemeinde herausfordern, ihre Gaben und Talente in die Regierung landesweit einzusetzen. So the church is working perfectly. Die Kirche funktioniert vollkommen. And the government is working perfectly. Und die Regierung funktioniert vollkommen. Into the business world. Und was, wenn die Kirche Leute in die Geschäftswelt hinaussendet? into education. Und was, wenn die Kirche Leute in die Bildung hinaussendet? And they were putting teachers in classrooms that loved little children self-sacrificially. Und sie setzen Leute ein in Klassenzimmer, Menschen, die Kinder lieben und bedingungslos und aufopfernd lieben. Media. Und noch was Wichtiges in der Gesellschaft sind die Medien. They never think, maybe we should send some of our best people and change the nature of media. Und sie überlegen sich nie, ob sie nicht vielleicht Leute dort hineinsetzen sollen, die besten Leute, die dort das verändern in den Medien. Amazing. And I sat there in the chair and said to myself, oh God, now you're speaking to me again. It's like the same picture of the seven mountains means we can be a big church and we will be a big church. We can be like a come and see culture. People come, they see the glory of God, they get healed, they get saved. We can be all things or we say, okay, come and see and now go and tell wherever God has gifted you, wherever God puts you on the marketplace. 
And I want to teach you about that because I believe we're in a season of coming home, but also in a season of coming home wherever God puts you in the place. Here is the what areas of society we want to change. We don't have seven mountains. We speak in ICF about eight or nine mountains because Switzerland has always more mountains. The mountain number one is church. We say we want to have a big influence in terms of church. Now you say to me, you will say to me, but Pastor Leo, a church is no, it's a no-brainer that you're preaching the word of God. No, for Swiss people, it's not a no-brainer. Because you can go to every city, the huge old churches, and they're empty. We have some churches, they're preaching, but they don't preach Jesus. They're reading out the Bible, they, they, but they don't mean the Bible. And for me, it means one mountain is for us. We are a church. We believe that Jesus is the only way. We believe on the Word of God. And we say, for this area, we want to have a strong influence in whole Switzerland. Last Sunday, ICF Cambodia uh, had the big celebrations. They celebrated two years of ICF Cambodia. And they have right now more than 2,000 people and you see this, uh, no, sorry, more, almost 1,000 people. And church growth after two years, 1,000 people. And you know, we raised some money the last three years from Cambodia. And people sometimes ask me, Pastor, what are you doing with the money? We're raising a lot of money, but here is the results. This is a praise report. And a lot of people have no clue. I am able to speak Khmer, the Cambodian language. Here is the pick. Chitpul, ស្ថានភាពវិជ្ជមានគំនិតអវិជ្ជមានពាក្យសម្ដីអវិជ្ជមានអាចបំពុះយើងបានប៉ុន្តែព្រះបន្ទោសរបស់ប្រជាជនម
Another thing is we're starting next Sunday a new location in the city because we're moving out to Stettbach. It's over the hill. We're starting like six o'clock um, every Sunday. This is behind the train station, an amazing building. Our um, city location, the message will be broadcast through video. And we believe in the church. Some people in our church are saying, we love the church. We, this is an amazing thing. But somehow, God has given me another gift. And that's why we have seven more different mountains. The second mountain is business and politics. We have an ICF business community. It's approximately about 80 people. They're gathering once a month. And they're discussing, they're praying together, how can we have an influence at our workplace? Did you, have you know that, did you know that 80% of all the miracles Jesus in Jesus' life took place was at the marketplace, where people worked, where people lived? Not in the church. People walked to a business. People walked to a house. People, Jesus walked even to a restaurant and healed people. And we want to be a church like go and tell at your workplace about Jesus. I met a German lady, they have a company with 1,200 employees. And she said, you know, for many years we attended the church and we never had the idea that our company, what we're doing is also ministry, it's also church. And one night I realized we have 1,200 employees and like for Christmas we rented a huge hall, we invited all the 1,200 employees because they're employed I'm paying that these people, they have to come. They came, we invited the preacher, a worship teams, and we celebrated together Christmas. And a lot of people got saved in our company. We never thought that business is also ministry. If you're running a ministry or you're working in a high position, use it as a platform to glorify Jesus, to bring Jesus at the marketplace. The third Mountain is arts, music, and media. About that, we have Simon Lamley, our creative pastor on the stage. Hello, Simon. This is the hot chair. Yeah. Ask me anything. You call it ICF creative. 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 Yeah, creative. I also took long for a to ICF creative. You're, you're running that, you're leading that. Just tell us a little bit about, about that mountain. Yes, ICF creative. Creative is the creative part of ICF. It involves all ministries, all teams. Like you see here, the, the sound guys there, and video production, and also the web developers and musicians. Every, every team are under the roof of ICF Creative, not only in Sundays, also through all age groups and locations. It's a big roof. Also, uh, it slowly, we started it one year ago and it slowly goes into our ICF movement. It's great. It's a, it's a, it's a force, it's a power if you come together and connect and be creative together. So, it's amazing. There's a lot of people in the church have a passion for, for multimedia, for graphics, but they've never done anything, but they have a passion. passion. That doesn't mean you have to be a professional. Oh. For example, if I have a passion for that, yeah. what is my next step? Your next step will be you come to the Team Night United. We have a Team Night United once a month on a Thursday evening at 7 o'clock. And then we come together, all these creative people, 
creative people with a passion coming together and uh, uh, from the age groups we connect together and we, we get to know each other we say hey great to have you here and then we have workshops we develop the people we invest and uh, we, 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 we share our, our knowledge and our, and our experience and it's just a great evening at the team night united and if you are there if you have just have a passion you just come after the service uh, to me and I will connect you or go to the homepage. In the morning we had about, I, I couldn't have, there were so many people coming and my <laughs> expectations are really, now we are around 100 people. My expectations are next Thursday, uh, 29th of September, we are uh, 150 people at the Friedenskirche. Amazing. Come, Simon, yeah. Again a praise break, praise break. <laughs> I like it. Hallelujah. Just a small praise break in Switzerland. <laughs> um, Simon, for example, I wrote a book about Esther, and I just wrote it, and then I give it to you, to the graphic team, and, I've, I've, and then what, what are you doing with that? Just giving the content, and then what are you doing? Yes, and then we have that content, and we think about uh, how it can be, how it can be different than the last three books, and uh, what's our next step? You know, we're talking about innovation. What's not on the market yet? And then we had that thought. We could make a, a, a net where you can where you can see Leo speaking out of the book, you know, and just go deeper into the book. And there were uh, five uh, web developers out of, uh, out of yeah, these guys, and they're from all age groups. I, I, like, I like Raphael Schmidt with the head. <laughs> yeah. the cool he's he's a freak. Are from uh, also the youth, and they're from really all age groups. And they say, yes, we take that next step, and they developed their what I like about that is all the, the musical production, the Christmas production, all the production from, from the worship to the books, everything, it's made in-house with yeah. just ordinary, simple people that have a passion, but they develop their skills and all of a sudden they're almost professional. And this is for me like a huge statement because the music industry... The devil used it to, to, to glorify himself. But we as a church, we want to stand up, we want to take a stand, we want to say, the music ministry is us because God is the creator of everything and the music ministry doesn't belong to the devil, it belongs to the church, to God Almighty. Thank you so much for investing your time and energy. Praise break, Simon Lemley. Amazing guy. Amazing guy. Another mountain is education. Maybe you have a heart for education. It means ICF education community. Uh, about three weeks ago, we started that community here in our Mark Hall as well. There are people that are working at the school in the children's garden. And I tell you something, this is at the moment a really rough and tough job. Because the whole gender agenda, uh, they have to teach certain things. They don't believe in that. And they're coming to me and say, Pastor Leo, we have a question. What shall we do? What is the answer? And I was saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm the pastor. But if they're connecting together, they can pray together, they can find out a strategy together, they can just nourish themselves, empower themselves, and equip themselves that they can go out to the school, to the university, and bring Jesus Christ to the school system. Another thing is a social service. Some people, they say, I don't... It's cool when we see the churches growing. It's cool when we're planting new churches. But when I see a person in need, it breaks my heart. Because we have to feed the hungry, we have to, 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 to give uh, something to drink to thirsty people, and a lot of people they have a heart for social ministry. We have founded a, um, a foundation called ICF Foundation, 
5% of all the income of ICF Zurich goes to social ministry. 5%. And the other 5% goes into church plant. That means we give away as a church 10%. We say to people, we teach, bring 10% into the house of God. And we as a church, we're giving at least 10% away to social ministry and to church plant. And our ICF Foundation, you will hear some the next month, what is our plan, where are we going, and even with the new building, we have new opportunities, and we want to serve those people, they are in need. Another mountain is Israel and prayer. Maybe say, stop, Pastor Leo, Israel. Why is Israel on our vision? Look, it's very, very simple. I want to teach you something very, very simple. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother, and you will have a long life. I want to live long. Some people, they want to die soon. But the Bible says, if you honor your father and mother, you will have a long life. The Bible is teaching, when you give, you will receive their certain principle. And now the Bible is saying, if you bless Israel, you will bless as well. And I said to my people, I honoring my father and mother, I give but now we have to bless Israel. I don't care whatever you believe and think. What is your theology? Let's bless Israel. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, God says to Abraham, to the nation of Israel, I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. And about four years ago, I said to my people in my church, let's plant a church in Israel. We need a church in Israel. We need a young, dynamic, vibrant church. And we planted a church in ICF Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is a crazy city in Israel. There are thousands of young, wild people. They don't attend a traditional Jewish church. They need a young, fresh church. And we planted ICF Tel Aviv to bless Israel. And ICF Tel Aviv now is church planting ICF Haifa. We have almost two churches in Israel. And we give every year a lot of money into Israel. You know why? It's very simple. If we bless Israel, we will bless too. This is a, one of my deepest convictions. Because the people of God, they are God's people. God always loves his own people. God loves you and me as well, but he has a special history and journey with the people of God. If you have a heart for Israel, a heart for prayer, then just join this Israel community. We will have a health and medicine mountain being set up. We will have a sport ministry being set up. That means you see right now we have about seven gatherings already established. Now when I ask Two questions, when and where and why. When and where will be this? Will this be? When and where will this be? Is right? Yeah, yeah. You understand what I mean. It's always after the 11 o'clock celebration in the Samsung Hall. It means every Sunday we have about two different gatherings in the house. Why after 11? Because we figured out people that drive with the car sometimes a half an hour and they're already here in the new building. We have a nice children's rooms. We have a nice cafe, restaurant. People can eat and drink. And we will say, let's make the Sunday big. We don't want to have the people come on a Wednesday, on a Thursday because it's always traveling. Sunday, people already in the house. 
The why we doing that? We want to networking, empowering, and we want to influencing. And here is the word influencing. Sounds cool for you, but when the media are hearing that we want to have an influencing business world, politic, sport, education, they go crazy. Because what they love, if it's the church is in a counter, and have just a come and see culture, and everything is on Sunday in the church, we're going out on a Monday and we are quiet. We don't want to be quiet because we are the salt and the light on this earth. We want to shine for Jesus in the sport area, in the marketplace, in the education. We want to glorify Jesus. I want to challenge you, go out and have a strong impact in your society. John chapter 15, verse 8, the Bible is saying, This is to my Father's glory. Here the word glory means kabod. Kabod means you give something weight, to give a person weight. We give God weight. That you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. When we bear fruit, we giving God weight. We giving God weight. That is the word of glory. Now I want to challenge you right now. Maybe you have a heart for sport. Stand up and let's create a sport ministry, a sport gathering, an Israel gathering, education gathering, a business gathering, a political gathering, a church gathering. When all the different mountains of society, we have a voice and we bring in the glory to God to these people. Why is this so important? Listen to me. About 20 years ago when we started the church, Christianity was stronger than now. Churches were more packed than now. And right now what the society is doing, they're pushing the church on a corner. Even homosexual people have a bigger voice than the church at the moment. Just think about for that for a moment. They try us to push us in a corner. For example, my oldest son is attending um, a, a, a school they have about 25 students, and he's the only Christian in the school. The only Christian. If he will say, faith, it's private, who will testify Jesus to these students? I said to him, you're born like Esther for such a time as this. You're born to step out in your school, and you speak about Jesus, smart, wise, gifted, but if you shut up, you say nothing, who will get saved? And for everybody in church, I want to challenge you, stand up, raise the name of Jesus in a smart, in a unique way. I want to close with a story. Last week I played golf, and I'm invited every year to a Christian golf club. When you come in together, you pray together, you want to transform the golf society, I'm not in this Christian golf club. You know why? Every week I'm playing with three people that don't attend church. Winning people is simple. Just be with people they don't go to church. So simple. If you want to lead people to Christ, going to a bar. There are people that don't believe in God. It's simple. Packed. Packed. You can see the Tom say, oh Jesus, bring somebody on my way. In the bar are the people. The golf course are the people. Last week, there was a lady, she's 58 years old, and after we played three holes, she said to me, I know you, but I don't know from where. And I said to her, yeah, I'm a star. 
I like to shock people. I am a star. Because if you're a star in Switzerland, you will not mention the word star. You say, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Roger Federer, I'm nothing special. Say, yeah, I'm a star. Say, yeah, yeah, but what from where? I say, I'm a pastor. Pastor and star in Switzerland is a no-go. I say, I, I don't get it. I say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on TV, star TV. Ah, I saw you right on star TV, right. That's why I know you. Then she said to me, I have no clue about life. I have no clue what is the meaning of life. And before I die, I want to figure out the meaning of life. All of a sudden, we had a really deep conversation. I said, what do you mean by that? She said, I'm 58 years old. I know soon, maybe in 20 years I will die. And I have no clue what is the meaning of life. I said to her, have you not ever attended a church? Yes, about three years ago. I was in a church. I walked in, I sat there. It was so a complex message. I didn't understood any word and I walked out. And I said to her, okay, now I'm a pastor. I will preach to you right now. We played golf. I said to her, there's a God. Your sin has separated you from the God Almighty. With Jesus, you can be born again, have a relationship with God Almighty. I explained to her the gospel on the golf course. And she said to me, I have never heard that before. And she said, I'm curious. I want to find God. And you're the first guy who ever explained me God. And then I invited her to the church. And now a journey has started with her. And why I'm telling you that, I could say, now I play golf, it's my free time. It's private. I don't speak about Christ on a golf course. Because sometimes you have no clue what is the reaction. Sometimes people getting mad with me. I don't care. I am born for such a time to, be, to preach Jesus to people on my golf course. They have never heard about Jesus. And that's my stage. That's my platform. This is every week I have a chance to invite people to the kingdom of God. And I believe we're going to a season of spring as a church where the international celebration community and all the churches will flourish again. We will add new courses. We will add new gatherings. But this is just adding things. The most important thing is our attitude. It's our desire. It's our burning heart for Christ. It's we are sold out for the kingdom of God. We want to bring the glory of God down to earth. Sometimes you're praying for a miracle. But God is saying, you are the miracle. Can I close with a story? I know I'm already too, preached too long. But I want, to, I want to tell you a story. We're starting a social ministry in our church. Always we've believed that we have a group that take care for the social need in the church. That's not wrong. My sister, she lives in Italy, in Calabria. Two girls. They don't have a lot of money. And me and my family, we committed for the coming home a lot of money. And when I heard about one month ago, we don't have enough money, we prayed again and God gave us a number and we gave money again. 
And we gave so much money to the coming home beside the tithes and the offering. I just want to be honest. And then I asked my sister, can I do something for you? She said, yeah, we don't have money. We don't have work in Italy. We started a, um, a fruit company. We're selling fruit and vegetables. But we need um, a fridge. We need a fridge. I said, why do you need a fridge? Yeah, because the tomatoes and everything after one day, it's so hot. They're game over. We need a fridge. And I said to her, how much is it? And the first number was about 2,000 euros. One week later, I phoned her. She said, oh, no, Leo, so sorry. It's 3,500 euros. And I said to God, do you want to kill me? Why always surrounded by people that have needs? I gave some money already to the church. We are I have no money in the bank account anymore. Just a little bit. And God says, don't ask for a miracle. You are the miracle for your sister. Have you ever had this moment that God spoke to you? You are the miracle. Don't ask IC Foundation. You are the foundation. You are the social ministry. You are the guy who blesses her. I said to God, yes, sir. But I don't like your command. And I went to my wife and said, Honey, we have to buy a fridge for my sister. She said, Whoa. And I just want to say to you, Ask God, what can I do for your kingdom? Ask people, what can I do for you? Because many times we are the miracle. God wants to use you and me to bless people. Don't delegate something to the eight mountains. All the eight mountains somehow is in you. And I want to pray as a church that we're going to a new season of new gatherings. We want to have influence in all the societies. And we have a voice and an influence and an impact. We want to bring people back to the heart of God Almighty. Let's pray together. Father God, I'm so excited about this series. You have led us in a new direction as a church. And thank you so much that you have given your son, Jesus Christ. He has died for us. He has forgiven our sins. And he is our healer. And Jesus, you came to redeem this world. And the devil has stolen so many societies, areas, the music industry, the film industry, even education is under really bad influence. And I want to ask you right now, Holy Spirit, anoint us, baptize us, us right now. Equip us right now that we as a church can have a voice can bring the glory of God at the workplace, to the sport area, to the education, to Israel, to society, to every area. 
And as a church, we want to step in, we want to plug in into this amazing season. We're not only a come and see church, we are go and tell church. We go and tell the good news of Jesus wherever we are. And Esther said, I am born for such a time as this. And I have to step out and have to be a voice for those people that don't have any voice anymore. I have to shout out the name of God. I want to stand firm and strong and bold for God. God has given you a passion. God has given you a gift for a certain area. This is your area. This is your sweet spot. This is your place of anointing. And we'll, we'll, we'll give not the devil the chance to push us more into a corner. We are not born for a corner. We are born to change society, change circumstances. Be the light. Be the salt. We are be. And I want to ask you right now, could you plug in in your heart? Maybe I've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you're backslidden Christian. Maybe you're not on fire anymore. Then just plug in right now. Say, Jesus, here I am. Forgive me. Come in my life. Lead me and guide me. I want to ask the whole congregation for a moment. God has given you an area of influence where you have a voice. It's time to stand up like Esther. Raise the flag. Be the voice. And bring the glory of God wherever you are. And Father God, I want to ask you right now, heal our nation. Heal all the business. Heal the sport area, the music area, society, education, everything goes in a really wrong direction. Your word is our foundation. You are the way, the truth, and the life. We're standing on the word of God. There is no other name than the name of Jesus Christ whom we serve. Thank you, God, for the new season. Winter is over. Winter is over for us as a church. Spring is coming. Spring is coming. I see spring is coming. It's flourishing. It's blossoming. Spring is coming. This is a season of growth, a season of expectation, a season of glorifying the name of Jesus. We are ready. We are ready because we remain in you. 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 Yes.